I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. What's going on, everybody? Hope you are having a wonderful week so far. It's podcast time. Um, and this week, Oliver Lee and James Carter, also known as Snake Hips. Um, British hip-hop, pop producers. Um, I don't really know how to kind of describe their sound, but it's amazing and it gives me all the happy vibes. Um, I met these guys just before the pandemic um, and they're lovely, lovely lovely bunch of people, really. Uh, I love catching up with them when we can. Usually it's in LA. Um, and I love their music. So without further ado, Snake Hips. Woo-hoo. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> What's cooking, boys? Yeah, chilling, man. How's it going? Mm-hmm. How's things? Good, man. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, just home in London, just hanging out for a little bit. We got, we got a little bit of time off. So, um, Are you both in London? Yeah, yeah, both South London, yeah. Damn. Yeah, man. Yeah. How does it feel yeah. to be back? It's good. It's yeah, nice. It's good, man. Yeah. But, I like mean, it's, but when it's been quite nice as well. Yeah, it's been unsurprisingly sunny. Yeah. So, oh, sorry, surprisingly sunny, I meant. <laughs> Not unsurprisingly. <laughs> but yeah, that's no, good. What's up with you, man? Are you in Bristol? Yeah, I'm back in the UK as well. Um, I'm, I think I'm here like all summer, really. Um, like going back and forth. I just saw your uh, your mug, mate. It's fucking great. <laughs> I just realized. <laughs> you, seen the, you, seen the, uh, <laughs> you seen the other guys, right? With with Bill Ferrell. Yeah, that's why it was, it was a reference. I don't actually just have this mug. Yeah, <laughs> right. Whatever. Yeah, definitely yeah. bore that yourself. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm back in the sup for the summer, pretty much. I'm still like going back and forth to America, but um, trying to just base myself out of here for the for the summer. Sick. What about you guys? Do you, your, do you still have your place in Detroit? Yeah, still in the hood. Um, nice. Heading back there this weekend, actually. Or, well, when this comes out next week, it'll be... I would have been and come back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, what about you? You guys doing much in America this this summer? Yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're going back out, um, like, July. But, um, nice. yeah, we're kind of, we're kind of, like, making... We're making an album at the moment, so oh, we've got, sick. like... We've got about six more weeks in London trying to finish stuff off and, like... Get, get stuff done. How's, <laughs> have you done an album before? No, we've done we've done like various EPs and things. So yeah. this is actually our first like proper album. That's quite cool. a lot of work, man. It's yeah, I was gonna say that's like <laughs> that's a big process. How do you guys? How do, I want to talk about? Okay, let's talk about the process from day one to like you boys sat in a room and going probably with with Macca's going. <laughs> let's write an album let's do an album <laughs> where is the what's the next process and kind of how how has the process been for, throughout i don't know i mean to, to be honest we kind of just started from making a bunch of new beats I, I feel like we started it around 
November maybe or like December, November, December, mm. um, when we just f- kind of finished our like we did a bunch of touring in the autumn and like you know yeah, like I guess it was just after after the clubs had like started opening again so we did like just a f- like about three months on the road from like August onwards and um, yeah I don't know I think we just started making some more kind of like hip hoppy beats and stuff again and it kind of felt like it had a bit of a direction in mm. terms of like the stuff that we were doing. And um, yeah, that's kind of where it started. Just started sending out beats and things to like rappers and singers and things, mm. and just kind of felt like there was a body of work growing, you know, mm. rather than just kind of working on little bits and pieces at at, at one time. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And but then yeah, when you <laughs> ha, ha, like, how many records are you going to do on it? Do you know yet? Probably well, probably like twelve, twelve, thirteen, something like that. Solid number. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it's just a lot to keep track of, you know. <laughs> but how many very, very disorganized? <laughs> but how many records do you have to do to get that twelve, thirteen? This is this is the the one. Oh, I see what you mean. Well, yeah, because it's like it's one of them things where you, it just there's always like ones getting cold from the yeah. from the from the list and stuff. So we've we've, we've made quite a few already. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's interesting because like I spoke to like a bunch of mates that have done albums over the years and. They're just like, yeah, we just write so much fucking music and then pick the best ones, which I guess is yeah. kind of the, the standard process. Um, yeah. But how do you guys go about doing that? Because obviously you're touring a lot. Are you doing in-person sessions or are you doing... Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like it's kind of like a mixture of the two, really. Like there's been a few where we've just sent beats out to people. I think mm. a lot of the time with when we're doing like more hip-hoppy stuff, like with rappers, you can kind of just send them a pack of beats and like mm. they'll just do their thing, you know, with, with their engineer or whatever. When we're like some of the more song songy kind of um, song stuff, <laughs> yeah, <the> songy song <laughs> stuff. <laughs> you know the songy song stuff. <laughs> I, I feel like um, we tend to get get together with singers a bit more in the studio and like write write stuff up from scratch mm. and things. So so it's kind of half and half, really. It kind of depends yeah. who you're working with, but yeah, we we definitely do a bit of both. Have you got a release date? Nah. Moving, Both of you are like, fuck no. <laughs> I think it's a tentative October, but yeah, aiming uh, for it. But we'll 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 fucking see, man. We'll see. Are you <laughs> are you out there telling people that you're writing an album? Uh we kind of kept starting it. to, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're beginning to, yeah. We kept it fairly quiet. So yeah. far. Is is yeah. the pressure on now? <laughs> Somewhat. It's getting there. Yeah, yeah. If it's not after deep. this podcast, it definitely is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um i want to so we kind of have like although our music's very different we have similar careers where we're all british and we tour mostly in america yeah Yeah, um and i know we've spoke about this many of times at the line hotel um (laughs) wondering what the hell we're doing in la rather than being in london or something like that but how did it start with you guys from being British to then go into America? Yeah, I, th- I think to, to be honest with us, it was just like it was just like a SoundCloud YouTube type of scene that we were a part mm. of. And I think I think just because our music didn't really, um, I don't know, it sounds it doesn't sound particularly English. It's not UK centric, <laughs> you really, know. Anyway. I think the kind of scene that we that we kind of uh, gravitated towards or, or just that we kind of became a part of was just very like kind of California centric mm. almost. And um, 
yeah, I don't think we even realized it at the time. And then, you know, it was the type of thing where, where you just suddenly realize there was all these people in like San Francisco and LA mm. being like, you got to come and play here. And it just, it just happened to just resonate there a bit more than it did anywhere else really. And um, yeah, I think it's just, it must just that internet culture. It's like, you can kind of be from anywhere and your yeah. sound will kind of fit into something and they'll be like, Oh, well, they're from, they're from South London. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And we were kind of faceless as well. So people didn't really know who we were. I feel like, yeah, it just kind of, just kind of happened like that. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely weird, isn't it? How, you... I mean, how, how was it? What was it like for you? So for me, I was touring in the UK a bit as kind of before I had like any success. And then, I signed to Dirty Bird and Dirty Bird was obviously like huge in America at that time. It was, yeah. it was massive in Europe, like uh, early 2000s. Um, but then I think Claude um, decided to just give up on Europe and move and stay in America where it's easy to travel for him and he's got kids yeah. and all of that. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of people there. So it's, yeah. you, you can't, re, you can tour, as you all know, you can tour America all year round and yeah. not do the yeah, same yeah. city th more than three times. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was, that was it for me. But I've still always had this battle with myself where I need to tour back in the UK. Do you guys? It'd be nice to have some love back home. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we, yeah, we, we just don't, we just don't do, do a lot here. We, we did, um, we did a London show in February that was really, really fun, wasn't yeah. it? I think we, we hadn't played here for about, honestly, maybe like four, five years. Four or five, yeah. Really? Four or five years. And like, um, we were just like, is anyone going to come? <laughs> <laughs> but it was, actually, it was actually really good, wasn't it? It was quite heartwarming. But I, I don't know. It just it just feels like, um, like you say, I think being in the States, you can kind of just get really good routings. It's mm -hmm. like everything just kind of makes sense. Whereas here, we'd just be doing one-off shows yeah, I don't know. I mean, we haven't, we haven't done any like regional. I don't know what would happen if we did a show in like Manchester or something. Maybe, <laughs> maybe definitely no one would come. <laughs> I love how James is shaking his head at that. <laughs> Got no idea. No, mate. <laughs> do you do you guys tour anywhere else? Is there any other like places, or is it mostly just America, Asia? Asia. Mostly America, yeah. We do, we do, we do Australia a bit, and we do Asia. But I like, yeah. We 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 just came back from Australia. Actually, that's that was sick. the last place that we were in, like about three weeks ago now. And that's always been really cool for us. Um, I don't feel like Asia's kind of still opened up for people. Yeah. So that's kind of we haven't done that for a few years. But those are kind of our main places. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking. I was talking to because I play in Japan a few times, and I was talking to the club bookers there literally yesterday and they were like they're slowly starting to book people but really? a lot of venues have like closed down as well because uh, they just haven't been able to just carry on and of course like in like japan like although like pop music's huge but like nightclubs are still like an interesting concept to them yeah because it's not part of the culture so much um yeah so i think it's going to definitely be a huge movement over over there or a huge like adjustment to the scene of what's what's going on it's weird though because i was listening to your music today and as much i i love it and it's just like proper summer vibes all the time <laughs> and it's like was it like these two depressed london boys just trying to get some sun sun in their life <laughs> the most moody guys in the world worrying about stuff yeah where does it come from man we're not particularly happy yeah where, do, where does it come from like what were you listening know. to to Very get pale to... i can't really go outside in the sun <laughs> i think i'm just like 
channeling all I think it would be like. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting on that sunbed. Um, <laughs> what, wh- where did it come from? Like, I've never spoke, I've never asked this as like mate. So I'm just genuinely like interested and I'm sure other people are, I'm sure you spoke about it a million times as well, but like, how did it, how did the whole snake hips movement start? Because it, you you mentioned from SoundCloud the SoundCloud days and things like that, but like how did you two get together? How did you start making the beats that you make? Like what's the inspirations behind it as well? I mean, to be honest, for me it was like I think I went through a bunch of um well I guess we, so me and James knew each other, we went to university together in Leeds and we kind of knew each other for a bit and um I kind of started started the Snake Hips project. And then we kind of ended up working together on it after after maybe a year or two. Mm. But I think we both used to listen to loads of drum and bass and things like that when we were when we were younger. But we love we love drum and bass. <laughs> love it. It's, the, it's in my blood. <laughs> but like for me particularly, I really I really gravitated towards um, the kind of like liquid stuff that had a lot of mm. like soul samples in it. I guess. Yeah. And like I feel like. As a teenager, I listened to a lot of UK hip hop music. Mm-hmm. And then after I was into drum and bass, I kind of like started digging a bit more into old school American hip hop. So yeah. it was like, there's so many like Alex Perez tunes and things like that that sampled like DJ Premier and yeah. like Pete Rock and stuff. And I think I kind of retrospectively got into older hip hop through like drum and bass in a weird way. Yeah, yeah. And I think just around those years, I just loved sampling records. So that the sound kind of just came from me like, just making kind of old school hip hop beats, but I'd chop up acapellas and put weird arps on them and stuff. So it kind of like had this new school, old school type of thing. Yeah. I think that was it really, wasn't it? It's just kind of like yeah. a slightly throwback, but with a bit more of a kind of modern twist to it, I guess. Yeah. And there's quite a lot of that going on. People like Hudson Mohawk and like Taku yeah. and all, all that like Flying Lotus, all the Warp Records type of stuff had this kind of classic soul, mm. but just future and just mangled and just completely twisted and i think that was what i probably that's probably what inspired me i just couldn't do it as well so it's a bit more (laughs) (laughs) a bit more more pop by accident yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) it really paid off my lack of ability (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know and then we started so and then yeah me and james just started working together on a on a few um remixes and things i think so james was um you were working, you were doing like mixing and stuff, weren't you? Like trying to, yeah. Production. So yeah. James was interning with, with Mike Spencer, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like a UK uh, mixer. Really yeah. Great guy, yeah. So yeah, we just met down the pub one day and he was like, I could help you with those beats, make them a bit less crusty sounding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, let's go. Let's do it. And, and, and there we have it. What was, the, it. what was the first like bit of like success you guys had that you're like, yeah, this is going to do well? Because the SoundCloud, it's weird, actually, you say the SoundCloud, because SoundCloud's kind of having that re- rejuvenation again in, like, certain scenes where it's, like, popping off. And, like, yeah. it was were you in that first wave of SoundCloud? Um, I, th- I mean, I think so. It definitely, yeah, I think, was, yeah. definitely, definitely was around for a while, but, we, yeah, we, we definitely had some of those, like, the golden age of like yeah, like when, um, it was like when Cajunada was starting and like Sango and like I don't know it just it was such a sick community at that time there's so much cool. even like Flume I guess mm. his, some of his early things blew up on yeah. there and um yeah it's just really cool wasn't it like I feel like the first track we did together was was um 
it was I just I just got um I just met our first managers and they got us like a remix to do for like a band that was on Columbia Records mm. and then I was like shit this is actually a big deal like I probably do need someone to make this sound good <laughs> and then we happened to just meet up at the same time I think that was that was probably the first one that actually kind of went like SoundCloud viral it was like um it was a band called Wild Bell and yeah. we, did, we did like a little hip-hop remix of their track and that was really exciting I remember just like sitting there on um on the laptop and just watching the play count going really? there. you know you like refresh the page yeah. and be like what the hell is going on <laughs> <laughs> it like blew my mind I think that and that was the first track we made together properly so uh, when you first started making records together was it were you both being on the creative side or James were you just being like no that sounds shit like let me make it sound better like because James I don't I, like did, were you producing at the same time as well yeah I was yeah I was I was um not quite as creatively, just like finding, just like mm. making, trying to make things sound good. Yeah, and I, I, actually, I actually had a lot of time making drum and bass for for a good few years before oh, cool. that. So I guess I had for, for years. You made some fire garage music as well back in the day. I remember, yeah. I remember your old uh, James had some hits, man. Really, <laughs> MySpace hits. <laughs> Why? Yeah, they were MySpace. Yeah, I feel like one of them had like seventy thousand plays back in the day. That's a lot. Gassed on it. Yeah. That is a lot of MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> if your record does seventy thousand streams right now, it's absolutely bombed and yeah, over the moon <laughs> which is weird to think about it because seventy thousand plays is a lot of plays generally like why yeah for sure why do yeah. we why do we think that that like seventy thousand plays isn't a lot is it because we're comparing to what you've done in the like you've done it you, must you, be yeah you've had records that have done 500 million like yeah it's this it's this like good streams bad streams thing isn't it it's like because if you look at that, you're just like, oh, that's like an algorithm just sending it to a few people. But if you actually think about it, it's a lot of, it's a lot a lot of people. Of yeah, I don't know. Who knows, man? It's a lot of people. <laughs> your streams must be meant. I'd love to see your your back page. And your that sounds a bit a bit naughty, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, lads. Maybe if you take me out. <laughs> um, I, I I'd love to see your Spotify artist page. <laughs> You can see it, man, if you need to. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you bring your mug, mate. Only if you bring your mug. <laughs> yeah. Um, your streams are mental. Yeah, I mean, you know, we had, we just had a couple of tracks. I think... No, really, you haven't... Let's, let's not play that down. You haven't had a couple of tracks. You've had a lot of tracks that have done very well. Got a couple. I, I think we, we actually, like... At when when Spotify was really really like starting to take off, yeah. we had a couple of like early tracks there that streamed really well. Mm. Weirdly, I think we kind of joined that at a good time for like viralness. Yeah, virality. Yeah. I don't know what the word is. I but guess at one point where we were was it like sixty ninth most played on Spotify? Yeah, because like it yeah, used we... to show you what you yeah, were yeah. in the whole world. Yeah, we had we had a year where we were like the second most streamed UK artist. No way. Spotify. After like Little Mix or Ed Sheeran. I think, <laughs> yeah. I think we might have beaten Little Mix. Can you imagine that? <laughs> Could you imagine beating Adele? Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it was. I swear it was there, wasn't it? I, 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 yeah. I, I forget what it must have been like 2016 or something. That's amazing, though. Mental. You, and yeah. you've been doing it a long time. Like you, you've been at you've been at the top <sighs> for a game, very boy. long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a few years now. <laughs> Do you enjoy it? So. Yeah, man. I think like 
still just love making music, you know. Mm. And Travely, the whole thing is fucking great. Yeah, I think you can forget how lucky you are, really, to lead such a ridiculous lifestyle. Yeah. I think, because yeah. there's so many people doing it, you end up kind of being like, oh, look at all these other people. But we're so lucky, man. Yeah. It's our job, you know? It's crazy. It's pretty special, isn't it? Yeah. The fact that we get to travel around the world and do what we love. And I think it, it, I think it can be massively glamorized by what people see on social media and by what people kind of presume our lifestyles are because it's not that glamorous like no. we've all had that conversation where it's like fuck's sake i gotta go on another plane and <laughs> yeah i'm so James, tired. I've, I've seen you be fucking jet lagged to fuck and... oh i get it so bad <laughs> i remember will clark saying quote i don't suffer from jet lag. i don't <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah like two days later i saw his instagram story and he's like back in london or oh, back in the uk really feeling the jet lag right now. <laughs> <laughs> i knew he was funny there's no way so <laughs> Before COVID, I never. Before COVID, before COVID, I never got. Co I never got jet lag. It never got me. I I swear on my life. And then COVID, I turned into an old man. Got a load of grey hairs, and jet lag got me really bad to start yeah. with. But I'm I'm good now. I think I don't think it gets me again. I think I'm like back used to it. <laughs> You just wait. Yeah, you'll see on the next weekend when you go to Detroit. Yeah, true. But I think it's just you just how do you get how do you I do you just never overcome it? I've got this app that I have to wear sunglasses during the day for five days before I Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. it, Ollie, didn't it kind of work when I went to Australia? I don't know. I, I swear it did. I have to stay up till like three in the morning with all the lights on. And then when I wake up in the morning, I have really dark sunglasses for five hours. Just ruins your week before you leave. <laughs> yeah, but I'm fine with that. I'll, I'll take the hit then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awful. <laughs> um, what was it when, what was the point in, in your guys' career when you were like, it's, it's on, like this is a full-time gig? Wasn't that show, Ollie? What was that one in Australia? Oh. We, we just put out um, All My Friends mm. in 2016 and we went to Australia and it sort of, it'd been bubbling there before anywhere else. And we played, what was the festival? Uh, I remember it was um, in like Mel Be Beyond the Valley. Beyond the Valley. And yeah, yeah it's just, just, we got to that song at the end and just like a whole like huge tent of people singing it. Mm. It was like, that was like, this is, this is going good. This is the one. Yeah. What's it yeah. like when you write a record and everyone sings it back to you? That is a crazy feeling. Crazy feeling. I mean, I you just never experienced. Play it anything. down, lads. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Feels alright. <laughs> Not bad. Bad <laughs> <Like> bear. <laughs> <laughs> is is that yeah. is that the goal when you're in the studio? Like, I mean. I think so. I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess that particular song has such a like sing along chorus. You know, we don't always try and do that just because I don't know. I think if you get that type of thing wrong, it could just be really irritating. And Jesus, like trying yeah. to make an anthem that doesn't turn into an anthem. <laughs> Hell is that? You know. Yeah. So not you know, but yeah. I mean, you'd like people to to know it still. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys sign to a major? Mm. Yeah, we were with um, we were with Columbia Records in the UK for for years, probably like five years, six years. 
now no longer no interesting interesting uh (laughs) i want to dig deep into this are you allowed to dig deep into this yeah, I, yeah, I feel yeah. like I'd like to, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't really <laughs> speak about it, but let's let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. Um, first of all, sign into a major that first time when you're like younger artist. What is it like when you get that deal on the table? Well, I think so. We we had a deal with um with Sony, like how it started, and it was like they were they were going to let us do an EP or two under our own label still and kind of, and kind of fund it. Yeah. And then when we were ready, we could like upstream into one of their labels. Yeah, so we, yeah. we, it was cool. They kind of let us do our own thing for a bit. And then when we, when we'd done like an EP or two, I think it might've been just one EP. Mm. They, they were like, you can sign to whatever label you'd like to sign to. And we kind of met up with all of them. And then, yeah, it was cool. It was, it, was, it wasn't like a super sudden, like, thing like dropping into yeah. that whole process because because we were just releasing our own stuff on our own label still through them um but yeah it was cool man i mean at first it was really great they always get super enthused i think i think our problem with it was like we i mean the first track we probably put out was all my friends yeah and then uh just because it just because it blew up so much it was kind of like impossible to follow up on and i think everyone just starts having their own opinions about what everything's trying to be. And you just get lost in this like pop machine a little bit. Yeah. You can lose the essence of what you were trying to do in the first place. Mm. And um, yeah, it just it'll get, got a bit confusing to be honest. <laughs> After a while. Did it, did it get confusing where you kind of lost yourselves as not lost yourselves, but like lost where the project was going or, and you were just listening to everybody else? Or was it just confusing because there was just so many people in the kitchen and you just like, fuck off all of you? I don't know. I think honestly a little bit of both. Like, cause I think there's certain people that when you, when you have a successful tune like that, end up just thinking that you're rubbish anyway, cause they didn't want you to be successful. Yeah. If that makes sense. So you have certain types of fans that are like, that's the most British thing ever. Yeah, it was it was a bit like that. Yeah, every time we put out a new track, you know, and then we we kind of work with bigger singers and stuff, they'd just be like, no credibility. What the hell are these guys doing? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, we're just trying to make tunes, man. <laughs> so it was one of those things where, you know, you're you're obviously trying to trying to still make really big records. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's just a good feeling to to be in that position. Um yeah, I don't know. It's a bit of both, and, and you, you know, you get you get the label kind of like sending you records and being like, "You guys should do a version of this. This is really cool." And, and we're just mm. like, "Well, this is horrible." Cool. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, wait, am I an idiot? Like, what? but you have to realize that it's the label. They're always idiots. Yeah. <laughs> always. It's hard to figure out. Yeah. But they... Always. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How 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 did that relationship grow though? Because there's got to be a point where you're like you start on a healthy relationship, right? Because they're signing you and you want that. But it's also like, I've, <laughs> I've only heard a very cup like small number of stories where the, the relationship between the label and the artist is like remains to be solid throughout the whole of the deal. And I think the, the, the horror story that we all hear and what's kind of popping off right now, I don't know if you've seen online, but like a bunch of huge artists, that are like jumping on saying their label is literally only releasing records if if they're going to do like a viral TikTok or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And yeah. like, it's kind of fucking gross, if I'm honest. But where in you, well, at what point or with, with you guys, was it like, okay, this relationship's going downhill 
um, we need to get the fuck out. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of it, again. It was kind of gradual, but I think I think like that whole the whole thing that's happening at the moment, the like TikTok thing, it's always been the same. Yeah. It's just that's the current thing that that they're really targeting, mm-hmm. and I think labels have just turned into these machines that they probably spend all their their time on TikTok yeah. now, just waiting to see what's going viral, and then they sign those records. Mm-hmm. It's almost like yeah. they're just like scouting for memes, yeah. you know, and um. But it's always been like that. I mean, you know, we so we, we got into this position where I think because we had a bit of leverage early on with them, like, you know, they'd been like, do your own st- thing for a while, then you can sign to this. And mm. we we kind of, um, we always had this thing where it's like, if we do something a bit more popular, and then we do something that that's more like, that, that isn't that, just to kind of keep more of a balance. Because you know that all they want from you is singles, you yeah. know? And um, and it's just difficult to kind of break out of that after a while, mm. and and then they're kind of like refuse to release anything unless it's like radio yeah. sounding, you know. And then that just kind of takes away from what you were trying to do. And I think just after a while, you just you just get into this point where you're like, what are they even doing for us? <laughs> Stuck in this deal, you know. We signed like so much stuff away to yeah. them. It just takes you years to get out of it, and. Um, yeah, it, it honestly it was gradual because I think I think we had a couple of big records and then we did a couple of cool things as well. And I remember I remember really trying to keep it balanced so we weren't just tr- just constantly trying to make pop music yeah. at the time. But um, but yeah, I don't know. After a couple of years, it just all got a bit long. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And now, are you are you signed or are you just doing in in indie stuff? We actually have. So we started our own label last year. Um, and we also signed, we have signed this album to a company called Helix Records. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're doing the album through a record label, but it's just like, we're just doing the album. We haven't signed like yeah. the rest of our lives away. <laughs> Which is nicer because you get to do what you want. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, um, what but yeah. What was the reasoning behind starting your own label and like, are you signing other artists to it? Yeah, yeah, we're doing a bunch of like different stuff. I think um, it was just after we got out of our, we just got out of our our deal with with Columbia Records. Yeah. Like, I mean, was it like two years ago? Yeah, it was the beginning of the pandemic. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. Um, we were just like, man, we just do our own thing for a while. We just kind of did a distribution deal, mm. and just thought it'd be cool to just start over a little bit and just make some cool jams again (laughs) (laughs) it's a refreshing feeling though isn't it when you've got your own label and you can literally just release what you want yeah i mean how long have you been doing your one two years start of the pandemic yeah 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 literally 20 january 20 january the 31st 2020 we we launched probably the worst time to launch a record label (laughs) 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 but it, it was quite interesting like all of my most successful records have been on my label and all during yeah, yeah. all during the pandemic, which is <laughs> fucking weird. Um, yeah, did you did you ever have like like major deals before that or anything? Nah, you've done you've done some pop stuff in the past though for other people, right? Yeah, I've done a few pop stuff. I'd love to do more, but I I don't know if you guys have done much writing for other people as well. But it takes up so much time, and it kind of takes up so much of like my brain as well as trying to write stuff for me as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'd love to do more pop stuff, um, but I'm just trying to write as much as I can. But yeah, I've never done, I've never signed to a major. 
I've like gone in and out of wanting to. And then every time I like think about it more, I'm like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> but, I just think they just they just know how to like destroy a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> like in the nicest way. <laughs> Not in the nicest way. I think like especially for young artists, I I'm mm. like, you know when you you know, we work with a lot of singers and you, I meet a lot of young young singers that are kind of like, oh, you know, we're, we're in talks with uh, with this label and this yeah. label and it's like, don't do it until you're like, until you're really, really hype. Yeah. They they don't know how to create hype. All they know how to do is like monetize like viral yeah. meme. Like literally, that's kind of all they've got these days. If you don't have your own like buzz and your own fan base and your own real good thing going on, you'll sign an album or two albums to them They'll put a couple of singles out, realize they're not popping, and then they'll just like Ding keep you in weird limbo world where <laughs> you can't do anything with anyone else. You mm. signed all of your rights away to people. It's like such a dangerous world to get in for for young artists. Ideally, think, it's just a bank loan, right? Yeah. And yeah. like realistically, like <clears throat> let's let's talk real. Like a lot of these deals sound like a lot of money to an artist that's not earned any money from music at that time. Yeah, exactly. um, in a lot of situations, not all the situations, but in a lot of situations, and there's been like plenty of it, like dance acts, even like during pandemic, that signed major deals for a nice sum of money, which obviously was great during the pandemic. But ha has the music that they've released on those on the labels done well? No, not at all, because there's. They're literally tools to they. I I feel personally, majors do a great, great thing of upstreaming records that are doing well anyway, exactly. and they, they yeah, have yeah. the power to to make a hit. Like let's Give be honest, that extra push where you need it, and that's that's when it's yeah. like you just need that infrastructure and just like the manpower to make something that's already doing well. Yeah, taking it to the next level, you know. Yeah, it's really yeah. interesting. It's it's really interesting, but I've heard more horror stories than than romances come well, out. Well, I think of. it's just I think it's just when you're yeah, when you're a musician it just sounds like a beautiful thing, doesn't it? It's like the idea of getting getting a big record deal with some yeah. company that that released some of your favorite things mm -hmm. over the last 30 years or whatever. You're just yeah. like, "Whoa." You get kind of caught up in the in the romance of it. But realistically, these days, you can kind of do it all yourself. And, like, they take so much money off of you. It's, like, it's just such an archaic and, yeah, like, completely unfair format of releasing music. Well, and I think, like, unless you're, like, the biggest, the like, the top 10 on that label, which you're talking, like, your Ed Sheeran's, your Adele's, like, those types of artists where they have the power to say, no, I want this deal. Like, yeah. you, you have no negotiation kind no. of room at all. And they're yeah. just willing to just bend you over and and yeah, literally. <laughs> and what? <laughs> Take you a new one. <laughs> so, um, with your label, like, have you signed other any other artists on there as well? Yeah. We, yeah, we just we've just been signing signing like tunes, you cool. know, just as we go. You having fun Which doing it? Fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I think. Uh, just we always just love finding new tunes and yeah. just, just digging for stuff. So it's been it's been cool to kind of um, just be back on like digging on SoundCloud and just finding cool things mm. to, you know. So that's that's been that's been good fun. Yeah. I mean, do you do, you, do you do like third party stuff as well for your your label? Yeah, yeah. I've signed two artists. 
Um, I actually signed them for like multiple things. No, 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 no. Um, just, I just like their stuff and they send them their stuff to me first. Um, I, for me, like the label was just more about creating like a crew and yeah, kind of nice, yeah, building yeah. like a bit more of a community around it, yeah. which I'm sure you guys would do the same. Um, it's like the one thing that I feel is super important especially in like house house and techno i don't know if it's the same with kind of your like your genre um but it's just like creating a bit of a, a crew that can tour with you and you can then build help build them up and kind of build their careers up um yeah. that's that's the main reason why i started a label because i've seen like all these big labels over the years build crews and have built like a bit of a family and that's kind of all I, all i've really wanted yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, something something super important about that to me personally. Yeah, definitely. I think it's something also about touring so much, and then having them those people around you as well. Yeah, it must be so nice. Yeah, it's like when you go to a different city and you're like they're there and they're they're playing shows with you. It's fucking great. It's just me and Ollie the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> just the two of us. Oh my God. <laughs> How? <laughs> how does that relationship how does that relationship work with you guys like clearly it's, it's the only relationship i've ever had that started like all right and there's you know bits of tips at the beginning and it's just turned into this beautiful bromance yeah, it's got better actually I, I, I do i love him we didn't really know each other as well when we started out did we and so it's no. kind of been like a learning a learning curve yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's been great man yeah i love yeah. that it's, yeah, we do have a great time. Because you also like you hear it so often, like with um duos or bands where like one person wants to do something else and another person, I don't know, someone has a bit of an argument and then it's game over. But it seems like you guys get on pretty well. Yeah, we're all right, aren't we, James? We're all right. <laughs> we're all right. <laughs> you done couples have you done couples therapy yet? <laughs> Maybe one day, man. Fast forward a few years. <laughs> So last time, last time I saw you guys, James, I think you were living, trying to live in LA. When did I see, was it before the pandemic? I it, feel like we saw you a few weeks ago, but it might have been ages ago. A few weeks ago. Definitely not a few weeks ago. Um, like, end of last year, maybe. November, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I've been living there for for a few years on and off before yeah. the pandemic, and then I, I, I was it was nice to nice to be back in London during during the um, sort of two years off, mm. and then I, I kind of get restless feet, so I was I was working out where to go next. How does it work when you guys are working on music and not in the same country? The time difference is is the hard bit. That's but, a new but, thing. We're because we're, yeah. we're cool with it. Like we like to, we've always kind of worked separately. Okay, like, cool. Actually, I think yeah. the two of us, like, we can we can really vibe off of like just sending each other little mm. like Ableton sessions. And mm. I think like I think the two of us actually like just sitting by ourselves with headphones, like you can kind of yeah. get a bit more into your own zone rather than like the whole thing being kind of, you know, um, just trying to do it together all at the same time. Because yeah. I think I don't know. I just sometimes it's just good to kind of just really get into your own world and just yeah. focus on stuff. So we've kind of been fine always, yeah. not 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 necessarily being in the same place, but definitely just just la to here like the time difference is long it's a bit long yeah i could i this one of the reasons why i can't couldn't live there again it was just like every when the rest of the world is or when england's just like eight hours behind or ahead yeah. 
just like Wait, did you, did you live in LA before? Yeah, I lived there 2014. Okay. Um, 14, 15, I think. But yeah, I'm just I'm not a huge fan of. I love playing there, but I'm just not a fan of LA. New York for me is is the one. In yeah, I do. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I like them both. Yeah, both so different though. So different. Yeah, yeah. I feel like New York's a little bit more UK vibe. Definitely, definitely similar. More similar to London. Yeah, yeah. LA is just way too LA sprawling <laughs> they got this is the best fucking weather it's insane you get like the most picturesque sunset every single evening followed by a crackhead next to you yeah yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you gotta take the rough <laughs> literally <laughs> <laughs> disneyland <laughs> yeah no i it, it's fun la you, you you have a good time definitely yeah. i feel like on this podcast i just talk shit on la all the time it's <laughs> not gonna be good for my show i like it yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you do you guys have a studio together in london or or still separate Nah, we just work at home. We, we've we've right, like right. Um, we've got a space that we can use up at the tile yard up in Kings Cross. Yeah. So we do that occasionally when we need to, when we're, when we're like cutting vocals and stuff. Yeah. Otherwise, you just work at home. That's dope. That's dope. I'm actually in town, uh, mid June, doing some sessions. Mate, let's hang. Yeah, I'm in London, so for like ten days, Sick. I think. Yeah, we'll, we'll still be here. Take a little bevy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, man. I'd, love I'd love to hear some of the album as well. Yeah, yeah, man. Hopefully, we've made some of it by hopefully. Then. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to talk briefly about management and kind of how that's kind of moved forward in your career and as you guys have kind of grown as artists. How important was managers at the get go of your career and and growing your career, or was did you find it was mostly you guys kind of pushing forward? No, it's, it's always been it's always been super important to us. Yeah, um, we we're just really lucky to have we. So we 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 had um, the same managers for about probably like six or seven years. Yeah, and then recently switched to to James Mack. Yeah, <laughs> legend. He's oh, the biggest legend, man. James Mack. Ago. Um, yeah, no, I think we've always had like really shared visions with people, and I think yeah. you know early on early on we kind of just all really be really uh, on the same page with a and r and stuff mm. and we're all into the same type of music so i think um in terms of like we'd always be writing songs and looking for new singers and up-and-coming people and the the managers that we worked with early on were just really really good yeah. in that kind of wavelength of just knowing what was right for us and like mm. it, it was always a really nice collaboration of stuff and i guess i guess a lot of people just have like super businessmen managers that aren't maybe as involved in the music and like it's always been both for us which has mm. been really helpful love that love that yeah yeah chance the rapper how does that come about no <laughs> i don't even know just <laughs> honestly just you sent him an email i was <laughs> manager did yeah i think i think it was just at a time where when we you know we'd had a few like big soundcloud records and he yeah. just knew, knew who we were somehow and it was like hey do you want to do this record they were like yeah, we'll do it. I don't think that would ever, it'd never, it'd never work. <laughs> yeah, <could> it? <laughs> <laughs> Are you still, did, did you, wait, did you get in the studio with him or is it, you, uh, no, I just. Yeah, in fact, both, both, that whole record was kind of, we wrote it in London mm. um, with our friend Cass, mm. uh, Cass Lowe, very legend. And um, we just, we actually just did it all via like sending them 
instrumentals and just getting them to cut parts and stuff. So it was a very like remote yeah. recording situation. Do you find that's a lot with what you guys do? Yeah, I mean, like, half, honestly, half and half. It just depends yeah. who's about and like, you know, everyone. You know, people. Yeah, if it's convenient or not. Like when we were in LA, we do tend to get quite a lot of stuff done, and we do yeah. get in with a lot of singers. So, but but aside from that, I don't think we we don't really record that much stuff in London. We kind of would just make beats and be sending things out. So. Yeah, that's cool. yeah, kind of a bit of both. You still met you still mates with chance. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I've spoken to him in years. I'd like to think so. I'd like to say so. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know who we were. <laughs> who? Hey, who are these guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it must be mad that because you see it quite a lot. Oh, talking about albums, have you heard the new Swedes album? No. Swedish House hey. Mafia album. It's fucking it good. good. Yeah, I, mean, I, I've heard a bunch of the tunes off of it. They're, yeah, they're pretty fire. I didn't really like. When it first came out, I didn't really pay any attention to it because I was like, I, I just didn't really hear any hype about it or anything. And then I listened to the Zane Lowe interview with them and I was like, okay, I need to fucking give this a listen. And I listened to it like four times from top to bottom. Really? And it's like really good. Like, you know, when you're surprised at how good something is because you 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 have uh, i had something in my mind that i kind of thought i was going to get and didn't get anything what i thought i was going to get and it was kind of kind of interesting yeah man i thought i'd just Check it out. that <laughs> <laughs> in other words get the new snake hips single out now <laughs> As an interesting fuck, I like the segue there. <laughs> <laughs> I can see this man's a professional. <laughs> Strictly podcast. We're 113 episodes in, baby. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, lads, let's wrap this motherfucker up. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, um, thank you. Before we end, how can people follow you? How can people listen to your music, et cetera, et cetera? Oh, you know, all the usuals. <laughs> Fucking hell, lads! You got, you got this, Ollie. Come on, you don't sit down. Music, times. Instagram, what? Where's Snake Hips UK? Cool. I think that's it. We got a TikTok. We we haven't used it. I got six followers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the app installed. You sound well <laughs> proud of your six followers. Don't go there for any real content because doesn't no. exist. No. <laughs> right, lads. Thank you so much. Keep safe and Legend, um, hopefully catch up. June. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Big love. And that's a wrap. Big love to Ollie and James. Um, hope you all enjoyed it. Keep safe. Don't forget to subscribe. Catch you very soon. Keep safe. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance.
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.